let's talk gardening. And Linda Hellinan has reluctantly taken a break from her own gardening. Well, I'm sure not too reluctantly. She's generously taken a break from her own gardening to join us. Hi, Linda. Oh, you missed a really good opportunity then to segue into the front lawn where I'm standing right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be fired for that. Um, <laughs> hey, so is it time yet, Linda? Is it time? Can we start planting things? It, it is time, Jesse. It's Thunderbirds Argo time yes. for gardeners. It's the best time of the year. I think all of us get a little bit um, carried away and we get a little bit of spring fever at this time of the year. Garden central. Mm-hmm. Till start ringing because the soil's warming up, the air is warming up, it's daylight savings, it's time to get started in the vegetable garden for summer. So, yep, get on with it. Get on with it this weekend. It's going to be a lovely weekend, hopefully. Okay. Um, so everything goes in? Anything you want to plant? Actually, just ignore everything I just said because we had a frost this week. <laughs> this is yeah. the whole problem with spring, right, is that it feels like summer during the day, but if you get a really clear blue day, everything goes to your head and then you get a massive frost. And so your frost is still lurking. So depending on where you live in New Zealand, you have to know your own microclimate. Mm-hmm. And if you're still getting frost, just hold fire planting out things that are frost tender. So that's, you know, all your summer stuff like tomatoes, which really shouldn't be going in until Labor Weekend anyway. So, but the first thing you've got to do is get your vegetable garden ready. So what I tend to do is I get all my seeds out. I sort them into what I'm going to sow. And then I go out into the garden and actually get the ground ready. And this year... I'm having a bit of fun. I'm doing some no-dig vegetable gardens for the first time. So um, I'm quite keen on the front lawn at the moment because I've actually been mowing it more than I should so I can get grass clippings to use yeah. as the base of these raised beds. Yeah. Interesting. And we were um, actually just talking to a guest earlier in the show in Gisborne. She, she's, she gardens so well, she's uh, donated 500 kilos of surplus produce to the Gizzy Kai Rescue. And she liked that, that idea. I, I think it's the same idea. She suggests putting uh, cardboard over a patch and, and basically just building on that. Yeah, so if you've got if you're doing a renovation or you're buying new appliances, like I recently bought a new fridge and I'm like, Oh, I'm as keen to get the box as I am to get the fridge inside. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. so yeah, you start off so the best soil to grow in, especially food, is actual soil, so the ground beneath your feet. So a lot of people go to the effort of building raised beds and yeah. growing them up with soil. But really the soil on the ground is the best stuff. Unfortunately it comes with bad drainage, sometimes it comes with weeds. And so what you do to start off is just yeah, lay some cardboard down or I used old bed sheets and old bedding, you know, Gosh, like an you? old duvet. Yeah, because I thought I might as well recycle all that stuff. Yeah. There's an old woolen blanket. Like we've got a Labrador who when he was a puppy chewed all the blankets. And so all these blankets with holes. So they went down on the ground first and they will smother the weed growth, but they're also permeable. So the water will still get through and then yeah. eventually they'll rot down and the worms can come up. And then you just layer whatever you can get your hands on on top. Gosh. So I've gone with pea straw and grass clippings and hay. What else is in there? Oh, I had the sheep shorn yesterday. So the two pet sheep, they're all daggy. So that's all going to go huh. in. And yeah, what and is the purpose of that stuff, Linda? Well, it gives you some growing material, some organic material, but you don't have to buy it. So mm. cause if you're buying garden mix, you'd be paying like $120 for a cubic meter. Whereas if you're making your own soil from stuff that you can just find, like um, homemade compost or fallen leaves, um, pea straw bales, anything like that, then you can build your soil up and get lots of organic material into it without actually just going and buying store-bought stuff, which has its purpose. Like I've bought a fair bit of that this year too. Um, but on the whole, it's just adding organic material, which improves uh-huh. drainage. And also, you know, there's lots of nitrogen and things like grass clippings, so you're getting some free fertilizer as well. 
Huh. And, and how long does it take for that stuff all to break down to a point where you can actually start planting things? Oh, no, I just plant straight into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. What you can do if you want to is, you know, just get some potting mix and put little pockets of soil and then grow into them. But a couple of weeks ago, I ignored my own advice and put some pumpkins in. And then I just put like maybe, I don't know, a small shovel full of dirt around each one. And then I just filled it all up with grass and stuff. And they're growing pretty good already. It's quite inspiring. Oh, it's fun too because it's actually um, you know, you feel like you're achieving something. So mine looks like burial mounds at the moment. It looks like I've murdered you know half the neighbourhood and put them all in, <laughs> into the ground. Yeah, but it's looking pretty good. So that's the thing. So that's what you've got to do first is prepare your soil. So whatever soil you've got, whether it is a raised bed, you might want to top that up with some fresh compost and just go to the garden centre and buy a bag of general garden fertiliser, and that's just an NPK fertiliser. So it has nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, and that's mm. what all plants need. And so. If you're using the same spot as your vegetable garden every year, then you really do need to put some nutrients into it because vegetable gardening is pretty intensive. And unless you're recycling it all back in with a no-dig garden, you know, burying it all back down again, then you do tend to strip the soil of nutrients. Yeah, I think that's the thing a lot of us amateurs miss, right? We just assume we can just keep planting and and things will grow because that's how things naturally occur. But actually you've got to be putting stuff in. Yeah, not to get off topic, but that would be the same with citrus trees and, and other yep. things that you expect to keep producing. And especially if, depending on where you've lived in New Zealand, like we've had the wettest year, and so all that rain just leaches all the goodness out of everything. Does so it? if your lawn is looking yellow, then your garden beds will also have lost a lot of nutrients this year. Mm. Okay, what to sow right now? I'll just get in with everything. So basically, I'm, I'm going for the all the cucurbits, which is cucumbers, pumpkins, um, courgettes, all of that stuff. So you can either sow them direct if you're somewhere really warm, but it's probably better still just to sow them in a pot or in a seed tray and just cosset them along indoors. They'll germinate faster indoors, and then you can whack them in the ground when they're growing nicely. I um, I was uh, I got sucked in the other day. I was at a big hardware store, and they were selling right by the entrance, you know, the stuff they sell for people, oh. the stuff that you didn't <laughs> realise you'd come in for. Um, I actually bought a plastic seed tray, and I'm hoping that will be useful. I just thought... Kind of, you know, it comes. Insane. It comes with a, you know, one of those little clear roofs that you can just sort of open oh, nice. and close. So, yeah, I'm hoping it's not going to be a wasted purchase. But I quite like the idea of um of growing some seeds rather than buying the seedlings. But you you don't mind too much getting no, the old seedlings. Yeah, I think the thing is, is if you've just got a small vegetable garden, you don't need a hundred beans or a thousand carrots. You yeah, know? So this is a funny thing, hey. <laughs> You buy these packets of seeds and there's about a thousand seeds in them. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically just do what suits you. If you need, a, you only need like one courgette per member of the family. So I've probably got 20 packets of courgette <laughs> seeds in my seed tray, uh, in my seed box, I mean, and I'll never use them all, but it doesn't really matter. Just, you know, so a few and then plant a few too. It's good to have the seeds as a backup because you can use them later in the season if mm. things go wrong at this time of the year. Uh, Linda, that's great. Thank you so much. No worries. Inspiring stuff from our gardener, Linda Hellinen.